Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. I'm one of your co-hosts, and my name is Sarah Inman, and I'm joined by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Hey, Sarah. Hey, How Brett. you doing in the new world? Uh, and we have to tell people, <laughs> that's amazing. You said, hey, Sarah, and your phone thought you said, hey, Siri, and that's amazing. Is that really what yeah, just happened? Yeah, that's what just happened. She's still listening. This is incredible. This is a great podcast episode. Um, I do have to you know, go ahead and just say this up front that Brett and I are sitting six feet apart from each other right now. Yeah, so. we are. Actually, it's almost measured out. Yeah, That's I think right. it's a six foot, six foot table. We, yeah. We're in a different room trying to be um, practice social distancing and, and be wise about that as well. And so we're recording a podcast, though. That's right. So it, it is a new world, and I know everybody is living in it and uh, trying to adjust ourselves to it and wondering about a lot of what's going on. And so one of the things that we wanted to do with the, uh, keep up the podcast format was just during this time, and you know everything changes like nearly every day as you get reports and things, but we, we're gonna, we want to be very open with uh, communication and let people know what's happening. And so we wanted to give a little bit of insight into what's been going on around here. I am going to be... Um, at, literally after the podcast, kind of walking everybody through exactly what we're, we are doing in the future. But uh, I want us to talk a little bit more about behind the scenes things, where some of these things came from and why we made the decisions we did and what we are uh, what we are going to be doing. So uh, hopefully it will be uh, a pretty good episode so you'll at least know what's going on. Yeah. Plus, you know, most of us don't have anywhere to go. So, hey, <laughs> why not listen to the podcast and... Listen to the One Life Podcast. Yeah, right. so, so this episode, um, if you're listening and you, you don't attend One Life Church, this will probably be more directed towards One Life attendees for a few weeks as we want to use this as another another avenue of communication to talk about why we're doing what we're doing. But it might also relate to you as you're thinking about it with your church or a place that you're um, checking out or even just some of your own experiences. And I, I think I really wanted to just kind of start with that, Brett, like as we can just discuss as we, you know, think about it's been a week now. Um, as we're recording this, it's actually Tuesday, um, St. Patrick's Day by the way. Um, and this time last week, we were planning on, you know, some pretty normal weeks. We had some things coming up, a new series we we're getting ready to start. Uh, we we're talking about baptisms coming up and um, Easter in about a month. And then Thursday kind of hit and everything's really different. I mean, kind it of, really is. And that was the timeline. What is it? it the really last time was. we recorded yeah. this, it wasn't in anybody's mentality. It so. was something we'd heard about. I mean, I, right. I had, you know, I had, honestly, I have one friend um, that, uh, sends a group message, you know, to all of us, like f for the last two or three weeks talking about coronavirus and we're all kind of like, okay, he's that guy, you know, in the group that just is really talking about something that none of us are worried about. And now he's the one where we're all like, okay, maybe we should have listened to you a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, um, right. but you know, yeah, I mean, and, and everything right. is just very, very different. So, um, when we think about, um, how we're even doing church, how we're communicating with people, how we're still connecting to people, but also being safe and being um, following guidelines that we're hearing from the CDC and our governments and state legislation. And it, yeah. So. Right. It, it's, uh, it, and you kind of gave insight into the, the journey that you took going from this thing in the distance and that person's that guy. And, and I, I would be curious about even listeners, like what kind of mental journey did you go right. on? Because I know I had my own mental journey with it and still do like, okay, at first it's, it's this thing off in the distance, distant news thing, kind of interesting. And you just kind of ignore it. And then, and then, uh, and then you get a little bit of that feel over the horizon, like, oh, maybe this is more than I thought. And then I went through a period of uh, real skepticism and, and mm -hmm. asking a lot of questions and, Still, I still wonder about certain things. I wish there was. I wish you could just get on a phone and call, you know, some the major uh, physicians that are helping with this, and can you answer just a few things for me? Right. Uh, and then I'd be all good. But I, I've seen some great resources that have helped somewhat anyway. 
Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's what is hard, you know, when you're getting all this information and we live in the information age, right? We live in a digital age where we can get information immediately and you can see everything, very extreme things, very, you know, people not taking it seriously at all. So it's like on both spectrums and everywhere in between. And so it is really kind of confusing a lot of times, like, what do I believe? You know, what, what do I need to look at and what do I need to be doing? You know, how can I, um, be a part of making this better, you know, but also not making it worse. So exactly. Um, yeah. You, you want to avoid extremes in, in, in a lot of ways. And that's the downside of living in the information age mm-hmm. is that with every issue you get all the information and that's the extremes on both sides. And, and it's really, really hard to sort out. So what I've been hoping that we'll all do is, is try to walk that line between let's, let's stay calm. Let's, uh, let's think wisely. Let's listen carefully. Let's ask the right questions, find resources that aren't agenda driven. They're more just kind of facts based. And uh, that's what I like. Uh, I think I mentioned in my message, Johns Hopkins University uh, has a great website where they just, it's a lot of medical articles and just kind of, it, it talks a lot straighter and it's not tainted by, uh, by news leanings and all those sorts of things. Right. So that's been very helpful. Yeah. So yeah, I, maybe we can just even walk through what happened in our uh, location last week and kind of how we started, you know, we heard information in our, our Henderson campus first and made a decision there, kind of walk people through how that all went. Yeah, it, it is. It is funny to kind of think now so much has happened. I'm trying to, I'm having a hard time remembering <laughs> uh-huh. Like, okay, so we were just kind of going along. We knew there, there were, there might be calls made on that would affect church. And then, uh, yeah, it was Wednesday morning. I remember I was preparing for the message mm-hmm. that we were talking about. We've had our schedule made out ever since last fall, we do a retreat. And then the uh, Kentucky governor, uh, just said he didn't demand, but he said, and we recommend that churches don't meet this coming weekend. And I was like, Whoa, what? Mm-hmm. And so then you go and you back up. Did I hear him correctly? Did I hear his exact quote? And then we started walking it out from there. And, and thought, okay, what if we didn't do that? And so we originally simply closed Henderson. We just made the decision because we had made the pre-decision on any of this. We're going to try to honor our governing authorities and just play ball with everybody and be good neighbors and all that. But then, um, so we canceled the Henderson campus, but uh, Indiana had not yet done that. So, um, but then everybody knows that it that changed too yeah. that before the weekend was, when did that happen? That was a, so really Thursday night, I think everything changed. So a, a few things happened. I mean, we started seeing some States doing things like Kentucky. And then, um, for me, I think when I really started taking things serious was the NBA shutdown. Um, and oh, that happened right. Thursday night and that was yeah. like, Whoa. And I had already heard that the NCAA tournament was going to be played without fans. And I was like, Whoa, like that's another big deal. I mean, yeah. when you start talking about literally billion dollar, like money making things, but also things that people love, you know, and watch right. and are, are really passionate about. And they're saying, Hey, we're not going to have fans. Like this is a big deal. Like something is yeah. more than just, you know, someone saying this. And then the president broke in at the, um, that night, you know, in, into right. news. And that doesn't happen very often. I think the only other times I've seen that in my lifetime was, um, declarations of war and, and some things like that. So, um, and I was like, okay, something's going on. And then it kind of, and then Friday morning we started hearing more about, you know, Indiana. And, um, uh, I think that's when we, we made the decision, I guess maybe it was Thursday cause we had recorded a few things already and then we re-recorded some things on Friday. Yeah. We had to literally re-record the message because of just the language I was using there, assuming the realities that I was at. And, and I think that's important for all of us as a church is we, we, we are stressing communication. That's why we want to keep the podcast is because things change so rapidly and, uh, cause I'm trying to remember all those events and, 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 
and you have to adjust yourself to each reality that's kind of placed in front of you. And so I like to think we've been doing that halfway decent up until this point, but I'm very, very thankful that we have a staff around here that's able to do that. We, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's turn, let's move, let's adjust the sales yet again. We did. And yeah. They, yeah. And that keeps changing. And we moved everything to our services here to be online and we use a platform called church online. It's great. Um, you're able to chat with people. You're able to um, have private prayer times with people through chat um, and also just have some places to, to continue connection. And so um, it worked really well, at least for the first service, the second service, there were a few issues with the chat itself. And um, I don't think anyone was surprised that a lot of people, I think I actually, I saw a statistic, they sent an email this morning and they had 5,001 new churches sign on. Um, oh my last, goodness. 5,001 so, yep. new churches to that format. To that format. Yeah. <laughs> and just in that time. And it's a free uh, service, which is incredible. So uh, that's put on by Life Church, And so it's really one of those things like you seeing churches being able to support other churches. That's really cool. I love seeing that. So. It really is. You know, one of the things that I think everybody needs to know, because uh, people even comment like this, well, I wish the churches could get together and I wish we'd do this and do that. The deeper we go into this, and again, we're still very new into it. Everything's changed so fast. It feels like we're, we're a lot deeper than we are. But in the very short time this has been going on, the, one of the things that has encouraged me the most is watching that very thing. Uh, it is. It's a church in Oklahoma City. It has a bunch of multi-sites. They mm-hmm. have this a resource that they offered up to everybody free of charge. And that's pretty amazing because there were church, a lot of churches out there uh, were using that kind of formatting for the very first time. Right. Uh, now they're offering free coaching on how to do it for wow. other churches that have never used it before. So churches are getting together. And that was even a discussion here with uh, us and, and, and other churches. Like those of us who have done this kind of thing before, we're open to coaching and training and helping those out. And so sure. those, those kind of conversations are actually happening. I think people need to know that, uh, that it's not just each church for himself. I'm seeing a lot of unity and a lot of brainstorming going on uh, on how to impact our community. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to talk even a little bit about, you know, uh, in your message you talked about fear because I think that's something that um, a lot of people are kind of wrestling with. Like, should I be afraid? You know, how afraid should I be? You know, and um, I, I was uh, our online host and I shared, you know, some personal stuff. And I think when I recorded that at the time, I was kind of still processing a lot of that. It was still so fresh and new. Um, and I, I was kind of dealing with fear. And it was I think it was really Friday, Saturday as some one, you know, we were kind of getting our heads wrapped around what our services were going to be looking like. And that was in my head. And I had some space to just process and, and really pray and think. And I haven't really been afraid like really since then. Um, and it's moved into more of like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, right. you know, here's our opportunity. What are we going to do? And I, I think I've seen a lot of people make that shift of like, okay, like stay in, you know, wash your hands, doing all the things you, you need to do that, that is being recommended to you. And so anything like that for you that you've kind of been going through processing? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cause we all went through our own mental journey again. I went from uh, kind of mildly interested to a little bit concerned to skeptical and, oh, I like to try to think on the positive side of things. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. No big mm-hmm. deal. <laughs> and then it becomes a bigger and bigger deal every day. And then you adjust to that new news. Uh, and yeah, I had moments of uncertainty and, and, and fear. And I, I think everybody does. And I think it's very, very natural. I mean, it's actually built in. You're wired that way to be concerned or got, you know, God's put a mechanism in you if, if there's danger uh, to kind of warn you off. But it's, and I heard coaching years ago, and I can't repeat this enough. Someone was asked, you know, how do you deal? He said, you always have faith and fear kind of going on in you at the same time. But you can choose which one to feed and which one to starve. Mm. And you can literally do things. Like uh, the other night, actually, I, I was doing great. 
And it was just the night before last, I, it was kind of one of those middle of the night things and everything's dark and you, you're sort of sleeping. And I was, I just went into kind of a dark place about it and, and was thinking about the implications because I am, uh, my biggest concern, I'm concerned about the sickness, but I am concerned about the effects on the economy. And sure. I think of young families and, and we have so many young families in our churches. And I think of people that I know that own businesses and all those kinds of questions are the things that I fear. And I, I was starting to go dark and, uh, and then I just decided, you know, one thing I have to do as a practice, I'm going to shut down doing certain things that are feeding mm. that. And I'm going to proactively look at things that really do encourage me. And so, and I would highly encourage anybody to do that. Not that I'm trying to stick my head in the sand. Right. I still look at the news. I still try to feel what's going on, but I know the things like I flip through my Twitter feed too much and my Twitter feed doesn't really feed my faith. It, right. Right. Yeah. it oftentimes feeds my fear, my aggravation, my anger, my upset. So find those things in your life that are feeding one or the other and just and starve one and feed the other one as much as you can. Yeah. And, you know, we had talked a little bit before and, and um, my personal story and be happy to share a little bit of that because I think it's important for people to know that um, as you're thinking about these things, I don't think you're alone. I think it's okay to talk about these things out loud, you know, even if you are afraid a little bit. And so a couple of my fears that popped up immediately, you know, talking about people um, over certain ages are much more susceptible to uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. And um, so I immediately started thinking of my parents who are both over 70 and um, my stepdad, who um, had a heart attack about eight years ago, you know, already very susceptible to, to things as well. And so you worry about that. And then they talk about people who are on immunosuppressants. And so a little bit of my backstory, um, yeah, I was born with some some health issues and was fairly healthy up until about 17, 18. And then I started my freshman year of college um, and was very excited. I was a freshman down here at U of E um, in Evansville. And um, was a uh, engineering student, by the way, computer engineering. Student. This yeah. I am just now learning this. Yeah, I, computer yeah. engineering. I was going to change the world wow. um, through computers. And um, my first semester, I got pretty sick, didn't know what was going on, to the point where I was um, so sick that actually my family had to come down and get me, carry me out, take me to the emergency room. I was lifeline to um, Indianapolis out of Evansville. And um, ended up, they couldn't figure out what was going on. So they thought that I had just had a really bad infection and weren't really sure what was going on. And um, that happened a second time. It was actually lifeline a second time um, out of Vincent. Good grief. Yeah. Um, and then finally found the right doctor to, to figure out what's going on. And they finally diagnosed me with um, Crohn's disease when I was 19. And so it seems like a very treatable thing, and it is um, for the most part, but one of the treatments that they do is they put you on immunosuppressant drugs, which seems so counterintuitive, but it works. So um, this is a little bit of medical stuff, and you know, I'm sure there's somebody that can explain it better, but the easiest way for me to understand is there's a section of my intestines that my body thinks shouldn't be there. So think of like if you have a cut and all of your white blood cells run to that cut to try to heal it. Um, my body all tries to run and fix that space. Um, and when it does that, if you get a little bit sick, then you get really sick. And so what they do is they put you on immunosuppressant drugs um, to suppress it just low enough to where it doesn't run and try to fight that. So um, I've been on for 16 years. I've been getting um, oh infusions every yeah. two months. And so, yeah, I mean, I think about that a little bit. Um, I'm trying not to live like in fear in it, but at the same time being smart, you know, so sure. um, yeah. things like sitting six feet across from you today, you know, not that I'm worried <laughs> about a whole lot of things like that right now, but well, I think it's smart to be um, thinking about those things. And so, yeah, I mean, I think 
there are people, um, maybe you're listening today and you, you're dealing with something like that. Maybe you're, you're worried about family members. I think that um, we have to be okay to be able to talk about it. And that's one thing that we want to be able to do here as a church is create some spaces for people to do that virtually, uh, whether that's through our church online platform, through some things we're going to be offering throughout the week where we want to have um, just a worship service in, in a sense where we're just going to have um, through like a Facebook Live, Instagram Live, being able to just do some worship and even some prayer time with Brett and some teaching. And so we're working on some more of those things as well. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, and I really appreciate you sharing that yeah. because I will always say I, no one knows the ultimate reason why these things happen, but I see the effects of them and I'm the positive effects that I've seen already. This whole thing of church unity, where now the conversations that we're having are truly about the most serious issues. Okay, what's really, truly important right now and what doesn't matter? And so that's why we're making the plans we are. So the conversations are really deeper and better, quite honestly. Not that we're superficial the rest of the time, but it's easy to be that way if, if you're not careful. But the other thing is that consciousness, uh, because myself and others in the office were thinking about you. Mm -hmm. And okay, so we all relatively healthy. Most of the people in our office are in their 30s and young, and they fall in that category of, uh, you know, this would affect them, uh, probably mild symptoms, get a little cold, sniffles, go on with right. life. But it's, it's, it, there's kind of this interesting good part of it that has me thinking way beyond myself. I thought, mm. my goodness, you know, this is someone I work with all the time that could be very adversely affected by this kind of thing. And uh, that, was, that was a good reminder. And I was talking to my sister. She's a, she's a nurse. She's been a nurse for years. I was quizzing her down about her experience. Mm. She said, quite honestly, really, the things we're doing right now, uh, not the social distancing things, but the the sanitizing and that's stuff we should do anyway. She <laughs> right. she works in a hospital that's almost it's all senior citizens kind mm -hmm. of environment. She does a lot of hospice work, and she said those things that we're doing now we should have been doing our whole lives. We right. saved ourselves a lot of trouble, but we just don't. But now we have these stations where we go because we're thinking about the other person. This could affect someone else. It may not affect me much at all, but there's a huge lesson in that somewhere that I think once we're on the post side of this, which I'm hoping is fairly soon. One yeah. of the great takeaways, I will never look at other people quite the same again, and I will be willing to adjust my life for their sake and not just my own. I and I, I love that. Um, I have a question almost for you, and it's kind of oh, putting no. you on the spot. We may have to edit this out because who knows okay, what you're saying. Here it comes, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a part of a, a church uh, marketing Facebook group, and it's full of I mean, thousands and thousands of people, and we're all kind of going through the same thing together, which is, is great to be able to have people um, – to, to bounce ideas off of and see what other people are doing. But there's still a few churches that I've seen post things like, you know, we trust in God, not in this. He's going to overcome it. We're going to meet like normal. What do you say to people that are still saying things like that? Like, how do you, and not to say to, but like, how are you, like, even as, as someone now, like for me, that makes me honestly a little bit angry, you know, right. um, how are you even responding to that? Because I think that's going we're going to continue to see for the next few weeks is yeah. polarizing people that are saying, I'm not worried about this, even if I get it. Like I know it was a person in Kentucky um, who tested positive and they told him to quarantine. He said no. Oh, great. <laughs> and they have him, um, last I read on the news, um, an article that they had kind of had him under guard to force him to quarantine because he could infect someone wow. who could be yeah. sick. So Yeah, that's 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 fascinating. Well, and, and I understand we're, we're always going to live in that tension because we do with other subjects matter uh, just it's not that extreme and I don't know what I would say to someone if they said that to me other than well okay you do you I mm -hmm. guess but the way I process it in my mind and where I would answer for 
you know, do you trust people or, or rather, do you trust God yet lock your car door? Uh, do you trust God and have keys to your house? Do you trust God and, and go to work in the morning? I mean, the trusting of because the whole world is God's world, trusting him is a matter of walking out how he, he set things up. You know, it, it uh, Jesus said, you know, consider the birds of the air. And the, the old thing, I, I don't know if it was Dave Ramsey or somebody said like that. Well, uh, yeah, God provides for them, but they're mm-hmm. out turning over stones. And if you ever watch birds, you know, they're out working things. Right. They're, they're, trusting is never a passive thing. It can be an active thing. And we all are well aware that there are such things. Even if uh, coronavirus weren't here, we're all aware that there's things like that. We catch the flu. I mean, two Christmases ago, my whole family traded off the flu. Right. And my grandson's very first Christmas, he had a fever. <laughs> and Aww. it was very sad. And it was, But we all knew, and we all knew we were going to take turns doing it. So why is this any different? And I trusted God through the whole thing. And I've, tr- I've seen God heal immediately. I've seen God do a lot of miracles. But he also gives us the ability, I think it's a gift to be able to say, hey, something's happening and we can actually do something about it. We're not uh, slaves to this thing. And isn't it interesting that if we'll live and cooperate with how God's designed the world, uh, we can do something about this. And and I think it does come back to, uh, am I willing to inconvenience myself a little bit to protect you or mm-hmm. to protect someone else? And so I think there's a lot of principles there. So I would challenge uh, the trust God uh, thing uh, with those kinds of deals uh, because you don't live consistently like that the way you say you do. Yeah. Um, but I know some of it is just kind of a, a lot of people are suspicious of my goodness, this, it, you know, I, I went through the skepticism of, mm-hmm. come on, are we making too big of a deal out of this? And it I still extreme. have those. Little, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I, I keep saying this, I've never, you know, I am 55 and I've seen quite a bit. I've never seen anything remotely approaching what we're going through right, right now. It's pretty amazing. I was wondering about that too. Even when you think about like your grandkids and, you know, and your younger generation, like as they're growing kind of growing up in the midst of this, you know, their lives are going to be different in a sense, yeah. you know, from here on out. I mean, even thinking about things like washing your hands, maybe that is something that will just be very natural for people to do, especially a younger yeah. generation. Um, it's really interesting to think about that. I don't know if I have a question or anything. I've just been yeah. processing Well, every generation has their markers, and, and, and someone has begun to, this is very different from 9-11, but it has the same kind of yeah. thing. There's, there will, there, there's a post-9-11 world. There will be a post-COVID-19 world, especially yeah. because as we look at the effects of um, the effects on the economy and just kind of responding, I mean, whoever remembers being quarantined in their house and asked just to Gosh. work remotely. It's, it's, uh, and, and we will. And I, I like to think though, the effect will be, uh, I think I said this in the message that sometimes we go through things like this. Cause just imagine that first basketball game you get to go to on the post side of right. this and there's fans, you're going to appreciate it a whole lot more Absolutely. instead of taking it for granted. Yeah. That was one thing. And, and there's a lot of people in my heart goes out to that are, you know, losing jobs and, and trying to figure out what that looks like. But um, I've been seeing some posts and, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast before a lot of my backgrounds working with um, students and um, I'm seeing posts of, from some seniors and it just breaks my heart seeing them going to be missing prom and their, their last prom. Oh my goodness. Their last I day of school. Of and and um, my cousin, she's a senior at Indiana state and they've already canceled their graduation ceremony uh, working so hard for four years and not being able to have oh, that experience. Gosh. So I hope that yeah. they have things, you know, when we do come out of this because we will um, and you know, yeah. that, um, there are some things for, for people there that they can still celebrate and figuring that out. But Absolutely. Man, yeah, it is. Sad. It's really tough. We're connected to the military now, and we've noticed that they, they said there's – and 
we got to see my son-in-law graduate um, from his military stuff. And, and it was very, very special ceremony. It's a very special mm -hmm. time because we hadn't seen him in so long. And they had to cancel those, the ones that are wow. going through it now. And families are invited to watch it online. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so there's, and they can't be reunited right away. And so there's a lot of that kind of thing that is really um, heart hurting uh, yeah. that a lot of people are going through. So Brett, as we kind of close out, you know, kind of the question that I asked, you know, what are our opportunities to be the church? Like, I mean, obviously we yeah. talk about people that are hurting and they're going to be asking questions. And I know that we, um, I was able to see some of the prayer requests, you know, that were coming in and we had quite a few on our online service and, you know, anyone's welcome to join us this Sunday at onelifechurch.org slash live. We'd love to have you at, um, I think nine eleven four and six. Right? We're going to do the four and six thing. This no. is uh, hot off the press. It yeah, is, that's yeah. right. We've talked about it. So we're going to go, we're going to offer some more times, do some afternoon, um, evening services for people, um, as well. So what are our opportunities? I mean, to be the church, how can the church be what we always practice and preach that we're going to be? How can we do that right now? You know, that's, that's why I, in some twisted way, I, I like this that's going on because this, the conversations are more serious and more tangible. And that's what the kind of conversations that have been had. Uh, the way we're going to file it here is remember there's kind of formal things and informal things. Formal things are you need to know that uh, around the tri-state there is active work going on between government and church on helping people out. And, and we have a fund. We've always had a fund to help people financially. Uh, we want that to go up. We want people to know that um, we're a part of that and we've always been a part of that. And so churches are trying to coordinate. The city's trying to coordinate. So those are those formal things that will happen. But um, the informal things, I keep hearing things like people are saying, and we're trying to do this in our office. Think of three people from the church starting with that you haven't touched base with and contact them and ask them how they're doing. Just mm -hmm. see, because everybody's not doing quite like they were. They might be doing bad, but everybody's doing different. I think right. that's safe. So, but also um, we're challenging, we're going to be challenging our whole church just and reach out to three neighbors or three people that you, you see and just ask them more seriously, how are you doing? Instead of just the casual, how are you doing? And that's a simple way we can be the church. And as you listen, and I heard of a, a one-lifer just this morning. I heard of a one-lifer that's gone around and knows that uh, um, she has some neighbors that uh, are in that age that they might not be able to get around as much and has gone out and offered to say, hey, can I run to the store for you? Can I?" It's just simple things like that, but it will be have a profound impact. Mm -hmm. And so, and when she said that, I was like, oh gosh, I've got neighbors like that too. I, I hadn't done that yet, but I will. I'm, I'm going to get on the <laughs> phone and, and, and because I can do things that other people can't and they're they're more quarantined inside their house so we can be the church and it will be happening and so but do it right now just maybe even text a friend just that you haven't talked to in a while just um you know reach out to him and say how are things going whether a believer or unbeliever maybe something just say hey the world's a little crazy right now how's it going for you yeah. in your world and what are you concerned about and since we're all kind of all on the same level right now, I mean, oh yeah, big time. Um, I, I think we always always believe that, but I mean, really, and genuinely, like we're all kind of learning information at the same time, yeah. um, and kind of learning it together. So that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. um, yeah, we again, we are going to be offering some things um, here at One Life Church that you can find more information about on our social media pages and on our website, onelifechurch.org, and the the One Life app. So, um, we're going to be trying to do some things throughout the week to continue to give people who are, um, you know, if you're home, we hope. Everyone is trying to, to stay home as much as possible. And when you're home, we're going to try and give you some ways to connect 
whether that's through a group virtually or through some things that we're going to try and do um, throughout as well. Yeah, you'll see that. I'm going to, I am, and when I leave this, I'm going to make a video update that we'll post out and I'm going to keep doing those just, uh, just as a way of, uh, so everybody's clear on what's happening. We have the Sunday services, but we are thinking through uh, ways to meet as groups and also maybe um, some midweek things. And, mm -hmm. and on, on the podcast, you re respond to us and say, hey, this would be helpful or uh, I would love to talk about this or I'd love to see the church offer this or that thing because we're going through those kind of brainstorms because it looks like, especially living virtually almost, is life for we don't know how long. Right. It may be a very short time, but uh, we're going ahead and embracing it for now and just let's live inside of it and make the best of it. And I think it's going to develop us in ways that we would not have been otherwise. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. And um, again, we're going to continue having conversations here throughout the podcast. And we'd love for to have your feedback. You know, what are some questions that maybe you're processing right now? Or maybe even um, we'd just love for us to even discuss here on the podcast. You can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, and yeah, we really just hope you guys are staying safe. And uh, thank you so much for listening.